everybody go find somebody you don't know. I know you've been introducing yourself a lot already. But find somebody else you don't know. Go shake their hand. Introduce yourself. Tell them it's good to see them. You may have to move a little bit. It's all right. It's all right. I see some people like right next to somebody you know. so good to be here at Pine View Church with Pine View U. Y'all, can we do, all the students, can y'all do me a favor, can you guys give it up for your youth leaders, whoever your youth leader is, just make some noise. I kind of, sorry, I kind of played, played y'all that one night, made you clap for me, that was not the intention, it was more, everybody, you guys can be seated if you want. My name is Jordan, uh, I'm the youth pastor of AC Youth. Um, we have, uh, see, I always say we have the most incredible students. I still stand by that, but it just gets a little bit more awkward here. But, but like, I, I love our students. You guys are amazing. Thank you all for coming out with us. You guys, listen, I don't think I'd want to do this without you all. And so, so thankful for you all. I got some of our staff. I got my wife here with me. I got Dawson. I got Gavin and Paige. Um, so thankful for all of them. Y'all are like, I don't know who they are. You will know who they are. They are amazing, fantastic, and wonderful. So. Anyways, I called, uh, I called over here to some of your team here at Pineview, and I was talking to them about camp, and we were discussing some of this stuff that's coming up, and I was telling them, hey, I really would love to come out and talk about camp, but I also want to just preach a little bit. Is that all right? And they said, yeah, and, uh, I don't know, Nan, are you, are you Pastor Nate? Pastor Nan, Pastor Nate, are you? Nan works. Nan, yeah. Nan back here, he was like, man, just take the whole time and promo camp. Like, that is totally fine. I said, well, like, I do, I do kind of like to preach, too. Like, is that okay? Like, I do, like, is it okay? How many of you guys out there like preaching? Woo! That's amazing. So here's, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go ahead and give you the disclaimer, right? I'm not, like, Gen Z loves authenticity, so I'm going to be authentic. I'm going to take the next 15 minutes and shamelessly promote camp. Exclude, like, that is what is going to happen the next 15 minutes. I'm not even going to try to be sly about it. And then... Uh, I'm going to give this great transition where I'm going to start preaching, and you guys are going to be like, oh, how did he even do this? So that's what's going to happen. So I just want to kind of give you the heads up. So before we like jump into all of this, I do have a video that I just want to show you, and then I'm going to call some of our students to talk to you guys a little bit about camp, show you all some pictures, and then just kind of talk to you guys about why this is so important. So if you would go ahead and play that video, that'd be great. Video? I got some slides. There should be a video. Is there a video in there? It should be. We can go back. I mean, we can go in whatever order, I guess. Guys, this is a video. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> All right, I tell you what. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have some students come up and speak to y'all, and we'll kind of walk through this picture. We'll see if we get to the video or not. But um, why don't uh, uh, Sophia? Why don't you come up, get us started, just talk about camp a little bit. Y'all give it up for Sophia. It's amazing. She's a senior, and just tell us a little bit about camp. Okay. So hi, I'm Sophia. Hi, Sophia. Uh, I am a senior, so this is my last year as a student at camp. It's kind of sad, but it's also just want to reflect on you guys' like same experience and what I felt during camp. So most recent camp, it was awesome. We do a lot of amazing things. It's such an amazing time of fellowship. But God, most importantly, provides so much for these students. Like last camp, I prayed for joy and I prayed for peace and comfort, and that's what honestly He provided. It's the most amazing thing to be able to kind of get away from your home and be with just your friends and like-minded people.
people to pray, to feel like this uprise of faith and revival. And it's just such an amazing experience, like beyond the fun things we do, like not the food fight. I did not like the food fight. Personally, no thank you. Anyways, I did not like the food fight, but I did like the other things we did. Like we had tribal wars, which were super fun. Um, oh my gosh, why am I forgetting? The water day was amazing. So many people are going, yeah, baptism. Every year we baptize so many students. It's just such an incredible move of God. And if you're on the fence about going, jump the fence. Come. Don't even question it. Come. Yes. Hi, guys. I'm Kenzie. Okay. So I'm just going to share, like, kind of like a little testimony of what camp did for me. Um, I'm also a senior. I'm 17. I've been in the youth group since... Uh, I guess ninth grade, yeah, since ninth grade. Okay, so uh, kind of similar to what Sophia said, I was just not in the right spot, you know, and I didn't feel a lot of peace, and I felt just all the bad stuff, basically, I felt going into this camp, and I just, even, like, night one, like, it was great and whatever, but then night two came, and, like, that's when God really showed up for me personally, and, like, night two went on for, like, a really long time and it was like groups of people praying for each other and like the spirit really moved in a mighty way and I felt God's peace with me and like in such a crazy way like that you just it's something you don't want to miss out on I'll tell you that like you're going to regret so much not making the choice to go to camp because like if I didn't go to camp I wouldn't have that peace I wouldn't have that joy I would have all these things that I mean yeah sure but I mean, I'd rather have it sooner than, you know, having to find it way later. It's, it's honestly, it's such a good experience, too, because you're there with so many other people, too. And you guys are all there with each other and all unified. The Bible says where two or three are gathered that in his name that he'll be in their midst. And, I mean, there's way more than two or three people going to camp. And we're all gathered together and we're lifting up Jesus. He's there in that room with us. And it's prevalent, and you can feel God's spirit in every single service, and every single tribal wars, you can feel God's spirit. So I highly encourage you guys to go to camp. It's amazing, and I love it. So you guys, it's just amazing. Praise God. So here's what we'll do. Why don't we downloading? We'll just go back to the first, and I'll just kind of walk you guys through camp and share why it's so important. So as they kind of were saying, they were describing some stuff. So we're just going to kind of start at the beginning here. Sorry, man, making making Pastor Dan work. So as you can see, right, we baptize people every year at camp. Our first year we went up to camp, we baptized three people, and then last year we baptized eight people, eight, eight students from our camp. We had 160 people at camp. We baptized eight. That's one of them right there. Uh, that's amazing. You go to the next one. This it, That's another student that we baptized. There's a video. That's the audio of the video. We got it. We got it. We'll come back. We're there. <laughs> Not what y'all were expecting. So right here. So pause right here for a second. Okay, so this, if you are wondering what this is, this is the highlight of camp for me, personally. This is, may not be the highlight for everybody. This is one of my highlights of camp. So the last night of camp, every year, y'all, we have a praise party. And when I say a praise party, it is a praise party. We, it is it is the one thing that we only have like 10 pictures of because when we get to this point of the night, we tell our videographer, put down the camera, like, 
we are going to just worship together. Like we are, and so uh, as you can see here, I don't know at what point of the night this was. You can see the kid right down here, right in front of me, is just drenched in sweat. We call that we call that Holy Ghost anointing sometimes. And I really don't know what came over me, but y'all can see Drew, who just preached here on Wednesday. I literally just walked up to him and I was like, Drew. Get on my shoulders. Why? I don't know, but you just need to. And the next thing you know, literally, people are just being, I'm, I'm telling you, the praise party is just different. It's, it's amazing. It's fantastic. You go to the next one. Uh, so this is kind of the, the praise party. We do kind of go crazy with the glow sticks. We spend most of your camp registration money on glow sticks. Um, it's just something about it. We do uh, glow-in-the-dark dodgeball. Uh, so our after events, we have glow-in-the-dark dodgeball. Uh, I've been banned from playing um, it's, yeah, it was bad. But now it's good. I, so we have a, it's, it's fine. We have a good time. So we have glow in the dark dodgeball. Uh, there's a zip line at camp. There's a zip line. This is, it's kind of high up there. You, you don't really think it's that high. Then you climb up there without a helmet or anything. And you're like, oh, this is, I don't know if I want to do this. Uh, but that's pretty cool. And then what we got coming up next? This is just honestly our services. Can I just tell you? There is something about how God moves at camp. And what he does in our services is absolutely incredible. I know uh, Kenzie was talking about it a little bit there, but just words cannot describe what, what happens at camp. I mean, God moves. Like, you, you know, you, you, sometimes you go into a worship service, you feel uncomfortable. Like, man, nobody, like, I don't know people are worshiping. Like, it's kind of awkward. I'm the only one. Like, I'm really trying to, let's be honest. Like, I'm really trying to feel Jesus, but everybody's just kind of staring. Like, oh, this is kind of tough. Like, y'all know what I'm talking It's not that way at camp. Everybody's hands are up. Like, everybody is worshiping. Everybody's praying. Let's see what else we got from service right here. I mean, just so amazing. Students praying for students. We keep going right here. Now, this is, this is the day. This is where, y'all, we get into it at Tribal Wars. All right? We have different colored tribes. Y'all, we go crazy, right? So this this past year, this I think is going to come back, but we got to... Y'all, look at that. <laughs> Bro, so, so let me tell you. So tribal wars are absolutely amazing. So whenever you sign up for camp, you're going to get placed on a team, right? So we have... This past year, we had six. This year, we're going to break it down. We're going to have four teams. You're going to get placed on a team, and that is your team. So these were the purple... What are the purple piranhas or the purple pirates? Purple. I am such a conflict team. We can read the okay, the piranhas. So one of the things that we did this year was we did a relay race where your entire team had to run across the camp. It was like a two-hour relay race, and you had to carry the sheet cake the entire time with you. And at the end, you had to eat the sheet cake, right? And they, some people chose to throw it at people. But one of our counselors, our camp counselors, he's very competitive. And the last part of the of the relay race was like a mile run through the woods. Well. One of the guys went and found a sign and had it pointing the wrong way. And so we had we had we had students on both sides of this. We had one who I think it was her idea. And we had other students who literally like she was the fastest person, her and like the track star from our local high school literally were the first two there and took off down the wrong way. Y'all they were lost for like two hours. This probably isn't what I should be promoting, but it was honestly like, where are they? And I had a counselor walk up to me and he was like, yeah, somebody put a sign pointing to Broadway. We've got like three kids lost in the woods. <laughs> and I was like, is everything, like, are they okay? He's like, yeah, we're having fun. Let's go eat this cake, I guess. And if you knew, you'll meet Brandon Curry at camp. If you remember, he is, he is just, he only talks in facts. Nothing has emotion. So when he says, like, we're having fun, 
That's what he means. And so anyway, so we lost these kids. Back, go back. <laughs> I love Ron. So this right here, so the first part of the relay race was they had to run up the stairs. So 165 people are simultaneously running upstairs and downstairs at the same time. Perfectly fantastic. And then right here, this was at the end of it. They, uh, the food fight wasn't until the next day, but they just kind of felt like this was the time. So that's Raj. He's amazing. He's not here tonight. Um, this picture is specifically here for all of the guys. Um, there are pretty girls who come to camp. Uh, I believe one of those two are single currently, so it's, I just, that is what that is there for. One of them actually here tonight, if you want to, you know, I just, that's what that picture is there for. Um, so this is the blob. This is the blob. The blob is amazing. Uh, this is actually how we, we thought about doing baptisms this way, but it just, it did. It's kind of hard to like, get them to say like, yes, I believe, like, to get the timing right. So I think he's coming down at this point. He might be going up still. Um, Have you ever Yeah, this was, this was pretty great. Let's see what else we got here. So this is the iceberg. Let me tell you, that does not look at nearly as high in this picture as that is. You stand on top of that and are looking down into the water to jump. It is very, very nerve-wracking. Would you not jump last year? No. Oh, during the race. <laughs> so it's a good time. There's a water slide there. Water slide, you see our young adult pass. There's canoes if you like canoeing. Uh, that kid right there, go back. Uh, one, that kid right there in the front, he uh, he actually was from Battle Creek, uh, Michigan, like over on the other side of the state. They just were like, hey, we saw your camp on Instagram, like we want to come join your camp. And so they came to camp. He uh, like made fire in like two minutes. We had like a fire making challenge. Him and his brother like made fire in two minutes. Like other people literally couldn't make fire. They had to move matches. He like made fire from nothing in two minutes. It's incredible. The other kid, honestly, we've never seen him again. He came to camp, I've never seen him again. It's, I'm not really proud of it, but it just, people come to camp. I don't even know how they do it. This is, this is just a feeling. You get to camp and this is just, this is the vibe right there. Sophia was on the red team last year. What else we got? Dawson Strike. Okay, this is a personal favorite of mine, okay? There are mixed feelings about this. This is a game that before every service, morning and night, we play. It is called Wheel You Risk It. And so on this wheel, you might find something like extended curfew. You might find something like Red Bulls for your door. You might find something like plus a thousand points for your team. Or you might find something like this called Mouthful of Mustard where literally you get your mouth filled with mustard. It is equally fantastic and equally terrible. This right here is the QR code. Everybody do me a favor. I'm going to play this video, but go ahead, get out your phone, scan this QR code really quick. If you don't have a phone, steal a phone and then scan it. Mary, you already registered, but thanks. You already signed up for camp, but it's all right. So this is going to take you to the place that you'll sign up for camp. And I'm going to kind of break this down in just a second so we can kind of talk through it a little bit. But I want to show you guys a video because, honestly, it is really hard to explain just in words just what camp is and everything that, like, it just doesn't do it justice. So go ahead and uh, you back this up a little bit. I don't think I've seen that kid if I can either. But... <laughs>
that is just a little bit of what camp is. So I, I know we've talked a lot about it, but there is just truly, there's not enough words to describe it. Like I have like five minute promos, six minute promos, like our recaps, but I think you guys get the idea. When I just tell you that like life change happens at camp, like God does something to our hearts at camp. It, it totally changes. It's incredible. Friends become family. Like, it is absolutely amazing. So here's what I want you to do with that QR code you just scanned, all right? First thing I want you to do is go ahead and text it to your parents and say, sign me up. You can do this right now. Like, this, yeah, go ahead while we're, while we're talking right now. Find it. Send it to your parents. Say, hey, this is the camp sign up. When I lose this, you now have it, right? I want to go to this. I know that um, here at Pineview specifically, you guys are going to be having a parent meeting about it. Um, by the way, I don't, I mean, New Life. I'm not going to say Garden City because you're not in Garden City anymore, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I know you guys are here, like, send this out and send it to your parents. Hey, sign me up for this. And then this is the second one, okay? You do not need to come to camp by yourself. So, y'all are so quiet right now. This is tough, <laughs> right? In our chapel, we have, like, a hum that kind of fills some of that empty void. And it just, <laughs> the entire time. So it kind of takes away some of this in, in extreme silence. But here's what I want you to do, is I want you to text that link to one of your friends and say, hey, what do you think about going, going to this with me? Like, you don't even have to be like, sign up for this right now. But sit, do it right now. Come on, y'all, y'all are like, y'all are acting like this is the worst thing you've ever seen. Come on. It's not that hard. This will be good practice for those of you who need to ask somebody out to prom, right? This will be some good practice. Just like, come, like, right? Like, come on. At least if you get rejected now, it'll hurt less when you get rejected for prom. Like, it's good. It's good. This will help you get accustomed to that, right? But no, just text them and say, hey, what do you think about going to this with me? Right, what do you think about going, like, this seems, this seems like this could be something fun. Because let me tell you, last year we took 165, 60 or 65, I can't remember, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Something that would have been good to prepare. 65, I'm here, to camp, and it was absolutely incredible. It was just so amazing, the amount of just people worshiping God, singing. Like, y'all, we had a gospel choir night. Like, that's, you saw the choir rolls, like... I actually, you guys got to thank Dawson Carpenter for that one because I was against it. I don't know if I was against it, but I was not for it. And they were like, can we have choir robes? I was like, I guess. Y'all, it was incredible. God, we had like a rock night where everything was like heavy guitars. We had a, what was the other night? We had like a, like a EDM, like a, like, like electric dance music. Like, right? like we had like a, a night where it was all that. It was so amazing. And then another thing that we do at camp, sorry, I just get so excited talking about camp is we do, a, uh, we do a worship service called Encore. And it's just, you know, I can't describe just what God does. So Encore is literally, it is a 100% acoustic. It is a guitar player and a singer. And literally, I tell him, do not plan anything. I want you to pray, and I want you to show up, and I want you to sing whatever God puts on your heart that night. And God just, we've done that twice, and every time God just shows up and just moves. It is incredible. Like, it is just what God does at camp. I'm telling you, camp doesn't save people, but God saves people at camp, right? Like, it's it's incredible. So, you need to go to camp. It's super important. Like I said, friends become family. That's what happens at camp. One of the things that I, I talk to our, our young people about a lot, and I talk to at camp, actually, is the biggest trap, in my opinion, if you will, of camp, of an event, of a revival, of... A service is that we experience that there, but now what do we do on Wednesday night at our home church? Mm -hmm. Right? Because for us, I'm going to be really transparent with y'all. 
We take 165 people to camp. I'm joking. I've never seen those kids again. That is not a lie. Like, we come home, the numbers cut in half, and we sing the same song, but instead of people doing, you know, worshiping, dancing, they just go. Y'all, that don't happen at your church. That don't happen at your church. That's incredible. Y'all, like, they just, some of y'all know what they Like, what were we, like, literally two days ago, we were working, like, everybody's going great. What happened? What happened? And so it's this thing from, from camp where God is moving, and it's incredible. Wow, what an amazing service to, we're back at youth service, and now, like, where did that go? Because God does not just move at that location, right? Rose City, Michigan, it's up north, but I really don't know what would be that special about that specific location. But a lot of times, at least for me, I think it comes down to the expectation of what are we expecting God to do. And I want to take time and I want to challenge you for this one word. I want to challenge you with this one word. I want to challenge you to be faithful. Look at somebody say faithful. 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 Y'all ever hear like the old pastor, they preach, and they it sounds like they say faithful. Like we have a couple people that are like, God, he's faithful. I'm like, no, it's faith. Pronounce the H. Sorry, it's just personal. The Bible says in Exodus 34 and 5, it says, the Lord came down from a cloud and stood there, and he called out his own name. So just kind of give you some context. This verse I'm getting ready to read is the most quoted verse of the Bible by the Bible. So the Bible is going to re-quote this verse more than any other verse the rest of the way. And this is what the verse says. It says, Yahweh, the Lord, this is the Lord literally giving his autobiography. He says, the Lord, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy. I am slow to anger and filled with abounding love and faithfulness. So, just to kind of start here, if you want to know who God is, this is God telling the people of Israel, you want to know who I am, I am compassionate, I am slow to anger, I'm full of mercy, and I am abounding in love and faithfulness. 29 times in the Bible, the words love and faithfulness go together. I would in fact argue that you can't have love without faithfulness. I think faithfulness is the greatest expression of love you can show. By being faithful to someone or faithful to something, it is the most uh, incredible way to show that you care about that person. Faithful, for, Faithfulness is loyal. It's consistent. It's the greatest expression of love you can show. Right? I, I, I say this sometimes when I'm talking to our young people. Do you want a spouse one day who's faithful most of the time? No. Right. Amen. Right? Like, <laughs> right? Like, Hey, I'm a really good spouse. Like, 99% of the time, I'm faithful. <laughs> Duh, like, that's like three and a half days a year you're not. Like, that's, right? Like, what is 99? Like, most of the time? And y'all are really, like, you get it, right? Like, nobody wants to, like, some of y'all, the reason y'all aren't dating the person you used today is because they were faithful 97% of the time, right? Like, it's, and so, you, like, faithfulness is this expression of love. Sorry if that was too recent for somebody. I shouldn't have been that job. Sorry, it's... I apologize. Lord, forgive me. It's fine. Yeah. Showing your faithfulness to God means living this out. So I'm just I'm going to take a couple minutes here. I'm, I'm going to break down faithfulness for you. The Bible says in Proverbs 25, 19, if you're taking notes, note takers are history makers. This is a good verse for you. 
Proverbs 25 and 19 says, Relying on an unfaithful person is like chewing on a broken tooth or walking on a broken foot. Like anybody, don't have to raise your hand, like you had a cavity that you kind of knew was there and then you like ate like a gummy worm or something or like you drank something that was really cold. Ooh, like that. That just hit. Like some of y'all have good dentistry. Okay, brag about it. Like, no, but you're like, like Solomon literally says, he's like, relying on somebody who's unfaithful is like chewing on a broken tooth. Like walking on a broken foot. Right? That is what it's like when somebody is unfaithful. So I'm going to give you a definition of faithfulness, and then we're going to break this down. Okay? So write this down if you got your notes. Faithfulness is showing up, comma, on time, comma, every day, comma, with a good attitude, comma, and getting stuff done. All right, so we're going to break this down, okay? So faithfulness, this is, this is probably the most simple part of this whole thing. Faithfulness is showing up, right? You have to show up. If you aren't there, you aren't there. There's the quote of the night for you. Like, that's the one, like, you take that picture underneath with the caption, if you aren't there, you aren't there, right? Like, you got to show up. You got to show up. You got to be there, right? Like, this wall back here is faithful. This wall is here. If I was to lean on it, it would hold me, right? It's there. It's something that can be leaned on. And so let me ask you this. In your relationship with both your friends and with God, can people lean on you? Can people depend on you, right? If your youth pastor says, hey, I really need you there tonight. I need you in the front row. I need you worshiping. Can they lean on you? Right? That is a question we need to know. Do you show up? And this one, do you show up on time? Do you show up on time? I was watching a, a video of a college coach, and he was saying for him, on time is 15 minutes early. That is really early to be on time. Like for me, on time is five minutes early. 15 minutes early. We have a coach. Uh, actually, he's a, uh, he goes to our church. Their team is in the final eight uh, teams that are still left in the Michigan Division I basketball. And he was coaching our school. That We have a school that operates out of our church. And one of the players, he told his dad, who's the pastor, he said, Dad, I've got to get to practice. I'm going to be five minutes late from being 30 minutes early. <laughs> and he said, Miles, what do, you, what do you mean five minutes late to being 30 minutes early? Coach says we've got to be there 30 minutes before practice starts or we're late. And I'm going to be five minutes late to being 30 minutes early. Like, we got to get there. <laughs> Y'all, you want to know how to find influence in life, whether it's in the church, your job, like whatever. Show up on time. Think about where you are at in your life, whether it's school, your work, like whatever. Think about how many people can't show up on time. We haven't even got to the three other things that being faithful is. Show up on time with a good attitude. With a Look at somebody say, with a good attitude. attitude. Nah, come on, look at him. Some of y'all didn't look because you know they're talking about you. Look at him say, with a good attitude. attitude. Y'all, it's... If you show up toxic, just don't even bother. Like, it's fine. Just, it's worse. It's worse than if you just stay home. Yeah. Like, y'all ever been in an environment where people are having fun and one person's in the corner just absolutely killing the vibe? Yeah. Like, you're, everybody's having a good time. Like, man, you're having a good time. Like, yes. <laughs> on their phone, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> Stop thinking about that person. Right? <laughs> no, you gotta have a good attitude. That's important. That's part of being faithful, right? And then, Every day. This is long term. It's not just the days you feel like it. 
It's not just about showing up on time with a good attitude when you feel like it. It's about every day. This is the long term. Like, can I talk to y'all as the church? I don't know where you're at in your relationship with God, so I'm kind of covering all bases. So for those of you who like say, like, yeah, I am a Christian. Like, I believe this. Like, I'm, I'm faithful. Like, I show up every Sunday. This is the, like, we need people who are not just the church on Sunday. Right. We need people who can be the church every day of the week because their character shows up on Monday. Right? right? Their character shows up Tuesday in class when somebody's saying something to them. Right, their character shows up Friday night when their siblings acting a fool and they got and they don't want to just start throwing fists with them. Right? Okay, nobody in here has siblings. Y'all have good relationships. That got zero reaction. Right? Listen, the Battle of Jericho. Hopefully, y'all are familiar with the story. Right? They walk around the city one time every day for six days, and then seven times on the seventh day, and then they shout it. Right? A lot of times, what we do as Christians is we're like, "Hey, we got the shouting part down." We show up on Sunday and we shout, we praise, we dance. We're really good at that part. But can we be faithful every other day? The greatest part of the the miracle of the walls of Jericho was not that the walls came down. It was the faithfulness that allowed that to happen. But the other days they walked, right? This is long term. A Sunday shout is great, but it will never replace a daily walk. Right? And this is the last part, right? So faithfulness is showing up on time every day with a good attitude and getting some stuff done. Y'all, I don't know about you, but I want to accomplish some things. Like, I want uh, camp, for example. Y'all, they told us we can fit 200 people at camp comfortably. 230 fits every single bed. Like, there is no more room at 230. People got to start camping out in tents. I would love to tell somebody, like, hey, you want to come to camp, you got to sleep outside. Like, that, we, we're getting stuff done. People are showing up. People are coming out for this thing. Like, I don't know, we're going to have to have three breakfasts because how many people, we got to rotate them through the line, right? Like, we need people who show up and are willing to get this stuff done. Like, sorry, I'm gonna brag on, I'm gonna brag on my AC students a little bit right here. Y'all, without your faithfulness, we wouldn't have baptized eight people at camp. Without your faithfulness, we would not have the culture that we have when it comes to worship. Like, I, I'm sorry, I just gotta brag on them. It's their faith. Like, this is why we have what we have. Without your faithfulness, we wouldn't see increase that we're having. Without your faithfulness, we wouldn't have the music team that we have. It's because of that faithfulness. Right, can I, can I just kind of encourage you to take responsibility to grow what God has given you? Whatever God has entrusted you with, you should take responsibility and grow that. There's this parable in the Bible where uh, it's, it's called the parable of the talents, but it's, it's not talent as an ability. It was a type of currency, and so we'll just say money. And so this man has these three people, and he's leaving for a while, and he goes up to the first one, and he says, hey, here is... I'm going to give you $10. I'm going to use dollars as the example. I'm going to give you $10, and I need you to take care of this while I'm away. He goes, no, I'm going to give you five. And he goes, no, I'm going to say I'm going to give you one, and I'm going to go away. And I want you to take care of this. When he comes back, the one who had 10 invested, he goes, hey, man, I got you $20 now. Like, I doubled your investment. Oh, man, thank you so much. He goes, the one who had five, and he goes, hey, man, I doubled it. I got you 10 now. And he goes, the one who has one, he goes, hey, I got really nervous. I don't want to lose it, so I buried it. And like at first, I always thought like, okay, you played it safe. That's fine. What if he had lost it? But the Bible says this is such, I don't know, this is convicting. He looks at him and he says, you wicked and lazy servant. I gave you something and told you to do something with it. And you just, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. It is our, oper- it is our joy 
to take the gifts that God has given us and to steward them, to grow them, to take them and make it and, and make it grow. If you have influence at your school, like if you're naturally a popular person, which looking at all your wonderful, beautiful faces, you guys all are, right? Like you're the homecoming king, queen at your school. I, I get it. That's, I see a couple who not. I know. I know I am. Right? Like God has given you that ability to use for His kingdom. Right? It's our responsibility to grow that and to develop that and to do something with it. If God has given you a talent, you need to use it for his kingdom. Right? You're like, well, how do I use this talent for his kingdom? Y'all, we come up with so many things. Y'all, I'll invent a ministry. Be like, oh, you're good at that? Perfect. We need a, a ministry of people who put out pastries in a nice-looking way. And you know what? People do it, and it is a ministry. And you know what? People appreciate walking in and being like, oh, this looks so nice. Right? There'll be people who are like, oh, I'm really good at this. That's amazing. We have something for that. Paige, can we have something for this really quick? Like, just, um, there's an event Friday. Just figure it out. Right? Like, no, you're going to, you're always on social media. You, your social media is busting. Uh, that felt worse. Right? Like, your social media is really good. Like, right? Like, then use that for the kingdom. Use that for God. Let me tell you, your youth pastors probably don't realize that nobody's even on Instagram anymore. It's moved on to another app. Like, it's not even the main thing that people use. They're still on MySpace. Like, it's, like, help them out, yo. Like, this is what you're here for. God gave you this ability. Some of you guys are like, what's MySpace? And they're like, what's Be Real? Like, what, what, is, what are these things? Like, do you know Be Real? No. Ah, <laughs> right, and so, you have to take these resources that God's given you, these abilities, and give them back to God. You know, we'll see people in, like, they're, you're like, man, how are they so talented? Everything they do, like, everything they touch just turns to gold. Like, they're king like It's like, everything they do is just perfect. Well, I'll tell you why, at least why I believe it is, is because they're giving it back to God, and God's saying, okay, I can trust you with musical ability. Let me anoint your voice now. Okay, I can trust you with that. You've been faithful with that. Let me give you influence now. Okay, you've been faithful with influence. Now let me just start blessing you financially and see, will you be faithful financially? Oh, you're going to do that? Oh, I'm going to bless you with a spouse one day. I'm not preaching a prosperity gospel. I'm telling you how God works. He's going to say, you're, do, you're faithful. I want to keep giving you more. I can trust you with more. Or, you wicked and lazy servant, I can't trust you with that. i got to go give this to somebody else. Faithfulness brings rewards. 1 Samuel 26 and 23 really helps me make this point when it says the Lord rewards everyone for their faithfulness. Right? So what are those rewards? What are the rewards of being faithful? Number one, long-term relationships. I always, like, I'll hear people, so we have an 85-year-old church. Our church has been around for 85 years. That's a long time. That's longer than I've been alive. That's longer than Double Up been alive. Almost longer than Triple Up been alive. That's a very, very extended amount of time. And we'll hear people say, like, man, do you remember, like, 50 years ago? When this happened, I don't necessarily want to be that old. I do love hearing about the long-term relationship. Like we'll have friends, and it's like, oh man, like we've been friends for like 15 years, and it's like, I I want that long-term relationship. That doesn't come though without faithfulness. Yeah, right. The blessing of accomplishment. Can I just be really just like honest with you? It feels good to get stuff done. Like, it just feels good when you, like, have started working on something and building something. Like, I'll talk about, like, our worship team, for example. Our worship team, we had a great team. Everyone was very skilled musically, very great singers. 
But like there was kind of this like culture that like I had talked to our worship leader and we agreed like there was this culture of worship that we were trying to create that just wasn't there what we wanted. Right? It wasn't that it was bad, it was just what we were desiring wasn't there. And we worked at it and worked at it and worked at it. And I remember the first event where it kind of broke and people were jumping, dancing, doing all this stuff, right? And like afterwards, like I went up to her and I was like, we did it. Like we, okay, now we gotta maintain it, but like our faithfulness paid off, right? I don't know what you guys do at your church. We love to party. Like, we, we're party animals. We like to have fun. I preach a sermon called We Are Party Animals. Like, we like to have fun. I believe that the kingdom of heaven is going to be filled with joy. I don't believe it's going to be full of just sorrow and sadness. Like, I believe it's going to be filled with joy. So we like to party. Actually, I would argue that the marriage supper of the Lamb, which if you haven't heard that term, basically means whenever we all get to heaven, the celebration is one giant party. Like, so we like to do that. So we did something called a silent disco, uh, where we literally put on headphones. There's no music in the room. It's only coming through the headphones. And we're all dancing, having a good time. That takes time to create. When you get that accomplishment through faithfulness, this one right here, the significance of a good name. The significance of a good name. I don't know about you, but I love whenever somebody would say, like, hey, could Jordan do that? And it's like, absolutely. And if he can't, he'll figure out who can. Right? The significance of a good name that, like, when somebody says your name, do people think, how do I get them more responsibility? Or, my Lord, can we please find somebody else to do that? Like, that is what comes with faithfulness, is the significance of a good name. Solomon said a good name is better than riches. Right? Faithfulness provides a future. And I know this seems like a whole lot. Just, boy, he keeps saying faithfulness. He keeps saying faithfulness. He keeps saying faithfulness. Here's the reason why I'm, I keep saying this over and over and over. is because one day, we are all going to spend eternity somewhere. Mm-hmm. We're eventually going to get to that point where we have to spend eternity somewhere. We get to spend it with God or apart from God. That's the only two options. All right? We're either going to be with God or we're going to be apart from God. And the reason that faithfulness is so important is not just because of what I'm wanting for myself, but I really want to make heaven crowded. Like, I don't want to get to heaven just by myself. I want to make sure that it is full of all of my friends, of all the people that I see at camp, of all the people that I see around me. I want to make sure it is full of all of them. And if I'm not consistent in how I share the gospel and my character and who I am, then it's going to be really hard to get them there. Because if they look at my life and they're like, you aren't even the same Sunday to Monday, let alone now to a year from now, they need to see that I'm faithful, right? And and I'm intentionally pursuing Jesus every day. Right? It's really, can I just be honest? I hope all of you come to camp. I'll start there. I hope every single person in here comes to camp. More than that, I hope you'd be faithful at your church. Because your pastor, your youth pastor, they need you to show up every week. They need you to be there week in and week out. God has entrusted you with that youth group to partner with that youth pastor. Y'all, I'm not a believer of I'm the youth pastor, you do what I say. I'm a believer of we're in this together. God entrusted me to lead you, but I need you just as much as you need me. Because I'm 31. And I go to high school basketball games and I have fun. But the players don't really want to talk to me after the game. At least not yet. 
They haven't wanted to. I feel like it'd be kind of awkward. Right? I've gone to some things and I've talked to people and it's like, hey, you should go talk to them. I'm like, ah, kind of weird. But I could love, I would love it. If you go talk to them, your church needs you. Can I just, God has confidence in you. Right? We have students that go to a Christian school. We have students that go to public school. We have students that are homeschooled. Can I tell you, God has entrusted each and every one of them to be where they are. And God's entrusted you to be where you are. Well, you don't understand, not my school. Let me tell you, we got some pretty woke schools in our area. And God's entrusted students to be there. And to be a light and share the message and the truth of Jesus. That's their job. They don't gotta go tell them that they're wrong. They just gotta love them. And bring them to church. And that's what we'll do. I love, some of you guys may know there's a pastor who's named Stephen Furter. His conversion story, I love it. He, uh, he said this guy went and he, he talked to him. His name was Cody. And he said, I, I just told him that like, there's this guy named Jesus. He's like, I don't, but I don't know any of the details. I got to take you to my friend named Jody. And he'll tell you all this stuff. Right? God said, your youth pastors will do whatever they got to do if you'll get your friends here. They will love on them. They will care for them. They will do anything. They'll go to sports games. You know, we have done some of the most crazy things. Me and like four of our staff went instead of the high school football game thinking that was the one all our students were going to. They went to a whole other game. It wasn't even weird. There was all adults there. But I was like, you know what? You know who we saw there? We saw a kid playing soccer. We were there for a football game. There's a kid playing soccer. I was like, all right, let's go watch him play soccer. We know him. And we cheered him on. And you know what? Like, he'll still say, like, man, I love it when he came out to that soccer game. Your, your youth pastors will do that stuff. But they need you. They need you to show up faithfully week in and week out. Can I tell you, your pastor and your worship leader needs you on the front row Sunday mornings, lifting your hands. We go down to the altar. They start singing, hey, welcome to TAC, worship with us. We flood that altar right away. Sometimes we run, sometimes I got push them, but we get down there. We're going to lift our hands, we're going to worship because the church needs us. And it's that faithfulness that makes a difference. And those of you that are singing and want to come up here, if you guys would stand with me, if that's all right. I want to just take a second here and kind of give you something to pray for from this moment, right? We have this, I, I talked about faithfulness a lot. We kind of went through this and I kind of want to give you, what. okay, what do I do with that? So I want to, I want to just start by saying, first of all, you should make a commitment tonight in prayer and say, God, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna show up every every chance I get, I'm gonna show up. I'm gonna come to church every chance I got. I'm not gonna miss, I'm not gonna make other things more important than God. I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna worship every week. You know what would make your youth pastor really happy? What make God really happy is if you went up to your youth pastor and said, What can I do this week to help you? What can I do this week to help you? Because I'm telling you, God has something that he wants to do in your church. It doesn't matter what size it is. It doesn't matter how big your youth group is. It doesn't matter if you're the only one. If you're the only one, can I tell you something? God wants to make it two. And then he wants to make that two, three, and four, and five. If you will be faithful, it will result in fruitfulness. But too many times we'll do something. We'll go, okay, God, like, where's the fruit from this? Where's I, I, I was faithful. I need to see the response. And God's saying, no, like, if you'll continuously be faithful, the blessing will come. And you may not see a change today to tomorrow, but now to four months from now, wow, look at where it came from. Now to a year from now, now youth services in the sanctuary, because this room doesn't hold us, 
Now they just rented the kids' room, but we gotta knock that down and turn that into youth space because it, it, it's not enough for us anymore. Right? That faithfulness produces the fruit that we all want to see in our lives. So this is what I want to challenge you. They're going to sing. And as we kind of go into worship and prayer, I want to challenge you to just make that commitment to God. That, God, I'm going to be faithful. God, I'm going to be consistent. God, I'm going to show up on time every day with a good attitude to church in my in my house. Can I just, if you're struggling, I kind of feel this in the spirit right now. If you're struggling with your relationship at home with your parents, I want to just kind of challenge you. What would happen if every morning you got out of bed on time with a good attitude and you helped your parents accomplish whatever they were trying to accomplish? Like, what do you think would change in your household dynamic? If your parents were, come on, man, you got to get out of bed. Come on, like, wake up, wake up, wake up, honey. Like, come on, we got to get going. Right, can you please do the dishes? Like, what would the dynamic in your house change just by you being faithful by getting up on time and doing what your parents have asked you to do every day. Like, how would that change? Like, do it for a week. And if it didn't work, just don't come to camp. Because I, that's how confident I am. That something will change. Your parents will start being like, are you, do you need money for something? Like, what's, what's going on? And so I want to challenge you just to make that commitment that, God, I'm going to be faithful. Like, let the Holy Spirit identify places in your life where that faithfulness can show up, where you can step up in your commitment level and begin to let God's spirit move and begin to bring blessings into your life. I'm going to pray over y'all, and then they're going to sing, and we're going to worship, and I'm going to turn it back over. At any time after they're singing, feel free to just take it. But let's go ahead and pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much. God, for every person that's in this room tonight, Lord, I'm so thankful for your faithfulness. God, you said even while we were still sinners, you died for us. God, I pray that you would challenge us, God, that you would show us the areas in our life, God, that need to be refined. Lord, that need to move into a more faithful position. Lord Jesus, I pray that more than camp, more than an event, Lord, you would show up every day in our lives and we would carry out the mission and the purpose you called us for. Now move upon our hearts that your spirit encourage us. In the name of Jesus. Amen.